Hello people, welcome to All Things Legal, brought to you by BRD's Legal Department. My name is Lidi Uyambe and I'll be your host for today. Um, I'm here with three amazing lawyers. Well, they don't call themselves that, but that's how I call them. And I'll let them introduce themselves. And then we'll talk about um, contracts. We'll talk about what a contract is supposed to be like. Um, And then, yeah, that's basically it. So um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we'll just dive right into it. Hello everyone, so I'm Emmanuel, I'm in the BRD legal department, uh, I think that's, uh, I don't know, I think that's good enough, let's go with that. Hello everyone, I'm Isimbi Yvette uh, from the legal department at BRD as well. Hi, my name is Nadine from the legal department as well. Wow you guys, short and sweet. Anywho, um, let me bring you guys to what we're discussing today. So there's this case um, in Canada. I'll just list what I know from the case because I don't know that much about it. But there was uh, uh, this, this buyer. He wanted to buy grains, um, in particular flax seeds. So he sent a photograph to a photograph of a contract to a farmer. Um, asking them to confirm the contract. And then he received a thumbs up emoji in response. And then what happened after that was the grain buyer decided that it was enough to bind the farmer to the terms of the contract. And he, he just sat there, you know, expecting delivery of the, the flax at the specified purchase price and whatever was in the contract. But turns out the farmer, um, did not deliver saved seeds. And so um, the buyer sued. He just sued. He said uh, there was breach of contract and he was suing for for damages as well, plus interest and costs. Um, um, fun fact, the judge ruled in favor of the plaintiff, saying that even though it was an unconventional means of, I don't know, acceptance, it was valid for this particular case. Um, so why am I talking about this? I'm not well versed in the legal language, but that's why they're here. That's why I have my friends over and they're going to shed some knowledge. So I feel like we should start from the beginning because it will give us some groundwork. What constitutes a a contract like what needs to be there for a contract to be considered a contract and i'm getting vibes from yvette um so please tell us what what do you think what do you think what do you know because i know you know this what are the elements for um a contract to form a contract um I'll quickly take you through the elements for contract formation. And since the case you just told us is a Canadian case, we'll look at the Rwandan 
low and uh, the Canadian version, which is almost the same thing but different terminology and yeah, and this means it can be interpreted differently. So for the random law, according to the law of contracts, um, Article 4 of the same law says that there are four uh, elements of a sorry elements of a contract, <laughs> which are mutual consent. That would be the Canadian version would be offer and acceptance, right. um, capacity, and the Canadian version would be legal capacity. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much the same thing. So the law in Rwanda gives examples of who is not um, legally capable or who does not have legal capacity to enter into a contract, like someone who's under guardianship, a minor, someone who's mentally ill, and so on. Right. Um, the third one is object matter, which would, which is closest to consideration in the Canadian law. Mm -hmm. And um, the, what I would call a layman language would be, <laughs> that's Lydia's language. Mm. Yes, layman here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Would be, it's pretty much something like, it's used to describe the benefit from each party, what each party is going to benefit from the contract, from the agreement. Right. Yeah. And in the Canadian, in the Rwandan law, it's called object matter, and it's almost like consideration in the Canadian law in this case. The last one is licit cause, which is the easiest to understand. So we're not uh, entering into a contract to do things that are not acceptable by either laws be it the Canadian laws, be it the random laws, we're not entering into a contract to sell drugs, to kill people. Yeah, that one will, yeah. Yes, to sell organs. Yeah, that's briefly it. All right, thank you, Yvette, for that wonderful explanation. Um, but I feel like you listed a lot of them, so I'd like for us to to focus on just offer and acceptance for now because my head can't grasp all of that knowledge in two seconds. So, um, Emmanuel, would you kindly tell us what offer and acceptance is? What constitutes an offer? And how is one supposed to do the whole acceptance thing? And um, maybe touch a little bit on this case. Okay, so... When you want to enter into, a, into an agreement, you generally have to give what's, what Yvette was referring to, what you're also referring to as an offer. In other words, like you have to tell the person, I am interested in doing this with you, and uh, maybe you'll tell them, I expect to do it for this in exchange. Do you agree? And then the other person has to agree with whatever it is that you offer. Right? Okay. I think offer is, is a bit self-explanatory, right? right? Okay, so the, the, the difficult part is the acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. So when you accept an offer, you cannot qualify your acceptance. You have to accept the offer as it's given. If you change something in the offer, maybe somebody offers you to buy something for 5,000 francs, okay. and then you say, no, I would rather pay 3,000, mm -hmm. then it's not an acceptance. What you've done there is what's referred to as a counter a counter offer. So now you now now the three thousand becomes the new offer, mm -hmm. and the other person is now the one who has to accept. So you have to accept the terms as they give them to you. In this case, Southwest Terminal was the one that that uh, made the offer mm. to 
to ALC to purchase some flux, right? Mm. Which means that ALC, as the, the seller, had to accept the offer. So the question, the question you may ask, what was the offer then? So, right. so the offer in this case was done through, through like, let's call it a draft contract, right? Mm. So they had, uh, as Southwestern Terminal mm. took a picture of the contract, sent that picture over to ALC, mm. right? And then uh, the, rep the representative for ALC, Chris, I can't pronounce that name, right? Mm confirmed the, the picture that they had sent him with a thumbs up emoji, right? right? right. Now, the dispute mm -hmm. is centered around whether both parties understood the thumbs up emoji to mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. So with, uh, with uh, Southwest Terminal, mm -hmm. they understood the emoji to mean we are good with the terms, we accept the terms as they appear in the contract, the picture that you sent, you sent to us. Mm -hmm. While the the seller, uh, ALC, right? They argue the argument they made in court was that they were simply acknowledging receipt of the contract. So the thumbs up emoji simply meant I've received your contract. The other person took it to mean I'm good with the terms, right? So that that's that's the the center of the dispute, which which uh, if you think about it, lies around the acceptance requirement for the formation of a contract. So the, the, way, the, the way the court went about trying to, to, to determine whether there really was consensus between the two parties, mm -hmm. they used what's called an objective theory of, of uh, contract formation, right? Mm -hmm. So the way it works is it's, it's an objective test. They're not really interested in what was in the actual state of mind of each party, right? Mm -hmm. So they're, not, they're, not, they're less concerned with what Chris from ALC had in his mind when he sent the, the thumbs up emoji, or what the part, the, the, whoever is, was representing South, South Western, Southwest Terminal had in their mind. But rather, what, the, the test is what would, uh, like how each party's conduct would appear to a reasonable person in the position of the other party, right? So unlike most contract dispute cases where like for, in, for instance, like uh, disputes that do deal with the interpretation of uh, the terms of a contract, where the court will mostly stick to what's, what was written down in the contract. Mm -hmm. When it comes to determining whether the parties reach consensus, what the court will do, they'll, they'll look at the surrounding circumstances. So in this case, they looked at the nature of the relationship, like what history did these parties have to determine whether an objective person looking at, uh, at, at, this, uh, at, at this dispute, right, like what would they interpret the thumbs up emoji to mean? Mm. Which is how the courts then went around trying to figure out was the, was the thumbs up emoji uh, an acceptance or was it simply an acknowledgement of receipt? Maybe do you want me to go into a bit more detail with that, or um, I think we'll come back to that a little bit after. But there's something that you touched on that I would love for us to elaborate on, mm -hmm. which was the the terms, the terms of the contract. So, um, um, how certain the terms were. Um, I don't know if you want to touch this, or maybe Nadine wants to. Nadine is waving at me, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just let you tell us. 
the certainty of terms for this particular case. Thank you, lady. Mm. So in this particular case, um, if we go back, um, like an offer has, like that's that's what Emma has said, but the, the terms of the offer, they have to be certain. And all essential terms of the of the transaction of the transaction have to be, they have to be there. They have to be certain. Mm-hmm. So um, in that particular case, the the judge looked at certainty of of terms. He looked at where the the draft contract that was sent. Because when the draft when when um, the plaintiff sent the draft contract, he also sent a text message to Chris. He, he sent a message so Chris with is Chris is the um, is the defendant. Okay. He's the seller. Okay. So w- when he sent a draft contract, he sent a message to Chris with um, the name of the product he wanted, the flexid flexid. The um, time of delivery was November twenty twenty one, I think, and then also the price. So th- that's the text message that went with the with the draft contract. So when when the defendant, the Southwestern Terminal, sent that 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 the text message, the judge looked at like where where all essential terms in there. So he looked at it and he said, first of all, between those two people, there was a long-standing business relationship. Since 2022, since 2012, so, sorry, they used to enter into agreement that way. The the buyer would send a contract, a, a picture of a contract to the seller with a text message, and then the seller would reply, okay, or he'd reply, yep, or he'd reply, fine. So that's the first thing he looked at. He was like, even though he, was, he, he, he said all the terms and the condition, they were all the same. They were the same as they were in, the, in those previous contracts. That's the first thing he looked at. First things he looked at. The second thing he looked at, he, he looked at what was in the text message. He said there was there were sufficient clarity in terms, like the essential terms in the agreement were there. So we had the parties, the buyer and the seller. We had the, 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 the product that was going, that, 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 that the, the product, which was the flaxseed. And then we had the price. So that's why the judge ruled that the certainty of term in that case was um, was fulfilled. Yeah. Um, but then, what motivated the judge to consider a thumbs up emoji as a valid form of acceptance? Yvette, tell me. Yeah. So um, a couple of reasons led mm-hmm. to this decision, and. Um, the, the first one, I'll flow from what Nadine had talked about. Mm. There was an existing relationship between these two parties. So they they had communicated in a way that's not necessarily what we consider to be formal or signatures or, mm. you know. So one of them, like she said, one of them would send a contract, a picture of a contract, and the other would be like, yep. And that would mean we've entered into an agreement and they would, you know, act upon it. So in this case, a thumbs up wasn't a new thing for these two. So the judge considered the existing relationship and way of transacting. Um, another reason the, the judge considered was the definition of a thumbs up from dictionary.com, which says, uh, um, hold on, I want to state it as it is. 
Yeah, so it's basically uh, thumbs up means uh, I agree, accept, access, approval. Yes, so the actual wording in the dictionary is it is used to express assent, approval, or encouragement in, a digit in, in digital communication, especially in Western cultures. So according to this definition, it's, it was an acceptance. Yeah, it was an acceptance. Considering the way they've been communicating, considering this definition, it was an acceptance. In addition to that, we have precedents. We have cases where um, judges ruled in, in, uh, in this manner because of similar ways of acceptance, similar forms. Say, you just need to click a button and that will mean acceptance or, or um, clicking an icon or checking a box. So a thumbs up is not very foreign or it's not very different from these forms. Yeah, so based on these reasons, yeah, the judge ruled that this is a valid way of consideration for an argument. Um, I think we just had an amazing conversation and there's one particular thing that is clear. There was emotion in this case. <laughs> Clearly, these two people knew each other and they've been yeah, doing this emotion. before, right? Yeah. And you guys shared um, lots of facts and how to look at it legally. But I want to know what you guys actually think. What do you actually think about this particular case? Yeah? Um, let me know. Okay, cool. Thanks. So, so my takeaway from this, if I first have like one takeaway from this case, is that relationships matter, okay? So like, the, like as much as you might see this in the news somewhere that judge in Canada approves a thumbs-up emoji as a form of acceptance, it's always important to know that the decision that was made in this case may not necessarily be the same decision that's made in a different case. Like the context of each of each case matters. Like that's why in this case they focused on the surrounding circumstances, the the nature of their relationship in the past and so on. Like if they had not had that, that was a key determining factor. So if if it's a different case where someone just sends you a contract when you don't have this sort of relationship in the past and you approve with a thumbs up emoji, it could be like a different court could interpret that to mean what uh, the what Chris, what are they called, ALC, their interpretation. It could just simply mean acknowledgement of receipt. Like the outcome could change depending on the, on, on the facts of each case. So the facts actually do matter when reaching this conclusion. Okay. Right. Okay, Emma. See what you think. Oh. And um, Yvette, what do you think? What do you think? Um, what's your opinion, like your deep opinion about this? Deep opinion. I don't have a deep opinion. It's, um, it's shallow, clearly. It's very shallow. <laughs> and it's pretty much straightforward. So my thinking is... If you're entering into a contract or an agreement or any sort of consideration, it's always best for you to make it clear. If, it's, if, it's, uh, if you're accepting, then put it in a way that will not cause, you know, ambiguity. Yes, yes, like disputes. Yes, so make it, make it clear for everyone to know that you actually agreed or disagreed. Because, yes, you might end up winning the case or 
you know, like in this case, but then you'll have gone through a whole process and say, for example, this, this case it was for seeds. It could be something that's, you know, that expires or, you know, so for you to, it's always safe and recommended for you to make your decision clear. If it's yes, then just type yes the same way you put a thumbs up or yeah it's yes, you're not saving time by <laughs> you're not saving time by putting a thumbs up you might as well just say yes i accept or no just make it clear for anyone who accesses you know the written or yeah other forms of communication um i feel like nadine has um something she wants to say about this she says she doesn't have an opinion that's what she thinks but we all know you do, madam. So what will be my takeaway of this case is mostly the same, is what Emmanuel said, like um, fact matters. And um, the judge came up with, with, with that judgment because of, of, of how they, they used to enter into agreement. But um, somehow I, I, I think it's unfair because um, the, um, the seller had to pay almost like 90K 90k which is like a lot of money for a thumbs up so um, what currency? dollars mm. yes yes i think it's uh canadian dollars mm -hmm. which is a lot of money and when we talked about certain certainty of terms i feel like also the acceptance must be certain because i can send you a thumbs up saying that i've received what you've sent me but i didn't go through it i don't know what is in there so when it's when it's um when the transaction is has that that much value, I would say that I would have maybe looked I would have looked deeper or I would have I, I, somehow I think it's it's unfair on the on the person who sent the terms up even if they used to enter into agreement that way, but he never used the terms up in the in the past. He used to use words as okay, yup, which 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 means that he went through it and he agrees and. He's, he's sending his, his, his acceptance. Mm -hmm. But a thumbs up and all that money, I don't know, I'm conflicted. Wow, um, thank you, Nadine. At least I, I got to hear um, a different opinion because I feel like Emmanuel and Yvette all were facts and history. Clearly, relationships matter to you, Emmanuel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, see, I see what you did there. <laughs> but, anywho, um, we've talked about this case and we understand what offer and acceptance is, what elements constitute um, um, a contract. But I want us to bring it home to Rwanda. How does this apply to Rwanda? And I feel like that's going to be another interesting conversation, but not today. Um, so um, make sure you catch us on our next episode. And that's what we'll be talking about and so much more. Um, thank you guys for having us. And thank you, people, for enlightening us on all of this. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.